HawkFanatic.com, brought to you by Deary Brothers, Ford Lincoln, Patrick Eads, and everyone uh, there on Mormon Trek, good people, as is Steve Anderson, pretty good guy, and my mouthpiece, a Hawkeye title and settlement, uh, Mike's Lock, and E-Keys for cars, GT Car and his crew at Suple Siding and Remodeling, uh, Suple's Flowers, the home of 1-800-800-ROWS. Big Dog Satellite, Internet and Solar. Don't call an 800 number. Call Kevin and his crew at Big Dog, a premier dish authorized retailer at 338-6600. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, 101 South Dubuque Street, downtown Iowa City. Premier Automotive in North Liberty, the Oxyokin and the Amanas. Dr. Lance Forbes, Diamond Dental in Cedar Rapids, where I will be making an appearance Monday. Uh, and Dirk Sterner, Taxidermy. Here's Tom Suter and from hogfanatic.com, Pat Hardy. Thanks, Steve. Uh, Steve Anderson is your gumshoe. You like that one? No, he's not a gumshoe. He's not a detective. Yeah, yes, he is. How is he a detective? Because he can uh, scout out BS <laughs> instantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, then he wouldn't be my, my mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, probably true. <laughs> Uh, thank you, by the way, the recommendation. The bread garden, absolutely, f will never cook again. Well, <laughs> I, it was great. I mean, and it will be again today. And, you know, to cook, to have a meal for six people, you can't make it for no. the, what you pay them. Oh, no, it? not at all. It's not even close. And it's so damn good. I mean, it was just wonderful. I saw something that said the average meal... For a family for Thanksgiving this year costs about four hundred and some dollars, yeah. and you know, less than a third of oh, that. This was great. It really was. Yep. Hi, Pat. How's Pat? Uh, moved the the pot. Yep. That's not doing it. Um, oh, I'll... is it mine or his? No, it's his. I need to. Oh, it's vibrating. Yeah, try Hello, hello. Yeah, no, better. Yeah, Roger. Uh, mayday. I have to. Uh, mayday, mayday. I no, I'm. To, I'm full. I have to use my spray. I ate a lot yesterday. Hello. Hello. Hey. A happy Black Friday. Yeah. Now, what do you think we need today? Do we need passing, running, or a little bit of both? Both. But if they can run the ball, I think they'll win easily. If they yeah. can run the ball. If we can't run the ball, we're in trouble. And I think they'll be able to run. I do too. What did you think of the basketball team? Um, slow start. That team was good at the beginning. They were quick, and I think it took Iowa some time to adjust to their quickness. I mean, it was midway through the first half. Iowa was behind. Yeah. And I said to myself, God, 2020. But then I said, no way. And then, boom, they put Patrick McCaffrey in, and he and Keegan Murray provided a little spark. And next thing you know, they're up by 10. And Boy, Patrick's looks like a man now. I yeah. mean, his body is completely transformed. Yeah, he, and he can yeah. score in a variety of ways. Yep. I mean, he can, so. But Murray's, the Murray kids were pretty good, too. Yeah, I mean, they're nice. Good to see local kids, too. I mean, mm -hmm. what a great story that is. So, yeah. So far, watched, so good. Uh, Ken, I watched Kansas and Gonzaga last night. And, yeah, I missed that. Uh, Gonzaga went ahead, and then Kansas tied them, and then at the end, yeah, I saw uh, the Gonzaga highlight. won out. Man, Jalen Suggs is big. I didn't realize how big he is. Was that a 22-point Gonzaga victory? No, I don't think it was that bad, was it? I can't remember what no, the final score was. 
thought it was around 16 points. But, yeah, like it was an impressive win. Yeah. Because Kansas is ranked six. And yeah. Maybe so. Should be a heck of a so, game. I, I thought Illinois, my gosh. Yep. Illinois is real good. Four team or what? Damn, they look good. Illinois is real good. It, it was both things. Uh, yeah. Illinois looked great, and the team they played was terrible. Yeah, yeah, and Illinois, I mean, they look really good. And they got some new faces, and yeah, they got yeah. that freshman that scored twenty eight. Going to go out, and then he decided two of them did. The pandemic yeah. to stay. Coburn and Desumu both decided to stay. They won Boy. by twelve points. By twelve? Oh, I, I misread. Yeah. And what a big difference that makes with those two players coming back. They are a contender. They're right there with Iowa. In Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, let's hope for a victory today. All right, Carl. Have a good day. You too, Carl. Bye. I watched uh, the first half of the Michigan State game. I didn't. I forgot. They didn't uh, impress me. What channel was that on? Big Ten. Uh huh. Yeah. I the game I watched was Nevada Nebraska. It was a great game. Who won? Nevada ended up winning by three. That was Hoiberg Alford. It was a. I mean. Nebraska went ahead by seven or eight, and then I'll tell you, give Alfred credit. He called timeout. And, That's and, interesting, Hoiberg. And yeah, it was, a re- it was a really good game. Nebraska's better now. They've had some new additions. They're a better team because Nevada's pretty good. But it was 69-66, I believe, is what Nevada ended up winning by. But it was a really – I just enjoyed, I pretty much watched the entire second half, and that's unusual for me to do. But the Alfred-Hoiberg angle is definitely yeah, that's, that's part of the attraction. Yeah, that's so, but yeah, that was a fun game. There were some good games on yesterday. I just happened to miss a lot of them. So, Michigan State, a couple compelling items. Uh, Langford's back after mm-hmm. two years. This is like his sixth year, I think. Yeah, he was a little rusty, but I'm he sure. made some nice shots. And That's what he uh, does. Joey Hauser had his debut for his, Michigan and State. And his brother plays for Virginia. Mm-hmm. So, I forgot about Joey Hauser. Yeah, so yeah, that's... I mean, Michigan State's always going to be good. I mm-hmm. mean, that's just where they are right now with Tom Izzo. And was he back on the bench okay, Izzo? Yes. Yeah, because he had COVID too. So, so yeah, basketball's here. we got Iowa playing Southern University today at 4. I actually will not be there, and Tyler can't be there because we can't be in two places at one time. No, he can't. So what I'm going to have to do is cover football, write about football, somehow monitor basketball, get football done in time for the basketball post game, so you can get the basketball post game, then write about basketball later on. This is going to be a long day. Yeah, yeah. Kind of wish they hopefully weren't, a good day. But. Kind of wish they weren't playing on the same day, but for fans at home, they love it. Oh I mean, yeah, I'm, so it's all day now. I this basketball game, I doubt is going to be. I don't think it'll even be as competitive as Wednesday. Well, I don't think this team's as good as. Uh-uh. Well. Um, who won yesterday? I didn't even look. I didn't. They played didn't yesterday. Either. Yeah, I mean, they I, did. I forgot. They did, and I didn't. Yeah, I, I saw Captain. Do you know? Actually, I could look. Southern versus North Carolina Central. I'm kind of curious to see who did win. I saw it and it just didn't register with me. But this, I doubt this game's going to be competitive. These are the games in normal years where we talk. You know, those. These would be the kind of games that you win by thirty. And Iowa plays yeah. three to five of them every year. Yep. I mean, most. Not this year. No, not this year. This not year, quite. What, this year, three? Yeah. You got Western Illinois, which should be nothing against Western Illinois. There, But to me, that that should be a win. Don't they play Western Illinois? I think so. Yeah, that should be a win. Well, here, let's see. You got it right there. I know yeah. Western Illinois. And then you got, of course, Gonzaga, North Carolina. Those North Carolina may have the best front court in all of college basketball this year, but their backcourt is a little suspect right now because they don't have a lot of experience. It's, then we also have Iowa State and Northern Illinois. I don't know enough about Northern Illinois. Iowa State's always going to be a tough game, I, I yeah. think, un, under any circumstance. I don't know how good Iowa State's going to be this year. They're, they're, they're kind of treading water right now. 
under yeah they were Coach uh, I mean, they, they were down last they year. were down last year they lost Halliburton so we'll see I mean they do have the big foster kid from um, Oskaloosa so it'll be interesting to see what kind of team he throws out there this year I mean he's got to win I mean I don't think his job's in jeopardy whatsoever but if they struggle this year the the, the the heat's Same. gonna heat's gonna start turning up on him, especially if Hoiberg's winning at Nebraska. I know they shouldn't be related, but they are. Sure, they are. To Iowa State fans, they're definitely related. So they would be to me if I were a Cyclone fan. Oh yeah, without question. I mean, but I mean, Fred could have stayed. I mean, but I mean, he didn't. He could have stayed there forever. I mean, they loved him. I mean, he was he was their Frost. The difference is, he Fred won. Yeah, Frosty's had had some issues. He needs a win today. Yeah, I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't. I don't either. What's weird is, and this is what I wrote: I don't have any doubt that Iowa's going to win, and I can't remember ever feeling that way going into an Iowa Nebraska game, and that's dangerous. Probably, yeah. But who cares what I think? The players aren't thinking the way I am. Kirk's not thinking the way I am. No. That's all that matters. No. I just have given no. No, I'm not a betting man. I haven't gone out and laid down any major. But I just, nope. I'll be. I said the only way Iowa loses is if they lay a major egg, and if if Nebraska, turnovers, turnovers, that's it. part of laying a major egg. Yes. Or if Nebraska somehow just catches lightning in a bottle. You know what I mean? Just for one game, they just everything works for them. You know, and that. But I just don't think both both things are going to happen. No. No, I feel pretty good about about the football. Game I even today. think Iowa could commit one or two turnovers and still win today's game. I re- I really do. I just think they're going to control the line of scrimmage. I just the times I've watched Nebraska's defense, it's not physical. It's not gap sound. It's it's just they're just not very good. No, Nebraska has not been, impressed me. This no, year. I mean no, nope. I mean to lose the way they did to Illinois, I still think Iowa's better than Illinois, and Illinois was so much more physical. Now, if Nebraska comes out here and wins today, or almost wins today, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I say to myself, okay, yeah, this was encouraging, but what the hell happened last week? Why do we keep having games like that? Mm-hmm. Is is what? But I gotta see. I mean, if they come out today and Iowa just steamrolls them, then you can look at Nebraska as a team that's unraveling. That would take them one and four, and I just a season lost. So we'll see yeah, for sure. So we'll see. Then they'd have to win their last three, get struggle back to four and four. Which what does that accomplish you in COVID? I mean, really? Sir, I mean, it, it's other than Nothing. just momentum and winning. Of course, you want to win every game you play. I get it, but this and is, Iowa could easily end up there if we lose today. Well, you know, because yeah, I mean, I, Wisconsin. We haven't been able to beat them. I do think Iowa's going to beat Illinois. I, 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 oh, I do too. I, I think you know, and I don't think Iowa's a great team. I think Iowa's a pretty good team. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I don't think they're a great team by any means. No. I um, but they don't have to be great to win. I mean, I don't think Wisconsin's a great team this year either. No, I think but they're a little below their bar. They've sure had our number. Oh, they have, they have. But I think Wisconsin's bar is lower the, lower this year. They don't have the dynamic running back they right. can still run the ball they got great linemen what have you but I, I just think they're down a little bit I, they are so this is a chance if iowa could go six and two and it'd be great then get a chance to play indiana i mean boy that empty stadium will be rocking for that game <laughs> they can turn up the fake sound a little bit uh-huh and they I managed to, that fake sound. there's some sound that comes out of something at carver and then along with they do announcements during timeouts, and they also play some music. So there's so there's ways to drown out what's going on during. Time. Although I did see I heard Fran drop a couple f f bombs, but you know that's life. You know, yeah. if you can't deal with a couple f bombs, Captain, what can yeah. you deal with? <laughs> yeah, you might as well have Gavin back alive. Did he do f bombs on here? <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, one that uh, it wasn't good. So I, I have a <laughs> I have a question, Mr. Hardy. What's that? 
with no crowds, why do we have a PA announcer? For the well, there are some people there. I mean, like basketball had each player got yeah. there was probably a hundred people in the arena, hundred one and fifty. I assume for that. I also think just to try to I think keep it more like to, connect to normalcy yeah, in a way. Yeah. Media appreciates it too. There's times where I may be typing or re- and I miss the action on the floor, and I appreciate them saying that. But I think a lot of it too is just to try to be as normal as we can. Yeah, and I think it means something to the players. Well, and I think it. so too. It's yeah. just it's 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 a normal feeling, a normal sound, mm-hmm. and what have you. So. It's just that some of the, at least the TV stuff, some of the sound is so ridiculously loud, and and some of it's inappropriate. Have you? <laughs> I've noticed a couple where they're cheering. And there's nothing going on in the, yeah, in the field. <laughs> yes, yeah, I haven't. Obviously, I don't pay attention to that stuff. But yeah, I mean, I they have a tape loop. They're so trying. Yeah. They're trying to yeah. do what they can. I get yeah. it. It's just, but it is kind of weird. It is. It's just. I I, I thought Carver was almost more strange, empty than Kinnick. Because in Kinnick, I'm. I don't know. It's a little. It, it, they're both strange. Don't get me wrong, but. Carver, you're actually, whereas Kinnick, I'm kind of separated from the stadium by the press box. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the stuff in the meet, in the press box still kind of looks the same. When you get into Carver, I mean, it's just, it's, it's just different. It's just weird. I will say there were a ton of cars over there. I don't know what the hell was it. If that many people were still working on Wednesday from the university, because we're in lot 75 now, which is across the street next to the baseball field. And that thing was, it was packed with cars. Carver Hawkeye Arena was packed with cars. There were cars everywhere, and then you get in the arena and it's empty. So who the hell is driving all those cars? Probably workers. But don't uh, they go home on Wednesday? On uh, late no, Wednesday that's afternoon. A work day. Work. Iowa keeps you on that grindstone till Wednesday. Yeah. yeah, we're paying for it. All right, that's <laughs> to work. I just was surprised. Work, yeah. I was just surprised there were still that many cars over there. Mm-hmm. Um, they are though. I think Wednesday they were working. Now, are they working today? Will there be a ton of cars? Obviously, Kinnick Stadium won't have any cars. I mean, it's other than the people that are working. I mean, I'm picking Tyler up between 11 and 11.15 and pulling it to Kinnick around 11.30 and literally just parking right there and walking right into the, which is just strange because normally on a normal game day, you'd have to at least get there two hours to get your spot in the parking ramp before it fills. And And we would have been at our tailgate by now. Right now you would be? What time is it? Oh, yeah. Just hammered. Yeah, yeah. It was throwing up, throwing up, soiling yourself, <laughs> yelling "Freebird, Seeger." Today, you might even yell Hendrix. It's his. He was born today. Was he? Nineteen forty-two, I believe. Wasn't he? So he'd be what seventy-eight. Yeah. Wow. What would Jimi Hendrix be like at seventy-eight? Uh, still dead. I know, but what if he wasn't? Oh, he dead would now? have died again a, a dozen <laughs> oh, times. Yeah. Who do? Who would have died more between now and their death? Hendrix or Morrison? Morrison. Oh yeah. You think so? Oh yes. Come? Yeah. Yeah. Because Hendricks was an accident, and, and Morrison, Morrison was... was just pushing for it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, really. So you're saying Jim was asking to die? <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. I mean, examine, examine his life. <laughs> he was just begging to die. Wasn't that a? No, no, that was not a song. I thought that was a song, but actually, I, today. I watched a little bit of that rock and roll thing the other, yesterday when I was channeled, and they had an interview with Mark Boland saying he didn't think he was going to live very long. Some of these rockers, it's I, I, they, it's like they romanticize with death, don't they? Because it, it seems yeah. like it they seem to think that's going to help their image after they're gone or something. I don't know. It's just well, weird. for some of them, it, it it certainly does. So you think it's helped Joplin, Hendrix, and Morrison? 
Because uh, they're the three that everyone lumps together. No. They were all maybe so more. big at the, you know, yeah. when you get that level of stardom. It helps in a way because uh, there's no downward yes, cycle. You it's don't all, see their career winding up. It's up to your down. imagination. But they could have gone on a lot longer before. I mean, you're talking about, you know, really. Whereas I think it helped. Um, like Kurt Cobain? Yeah, because, yeah, I do think it helped Kirk Pope. Mm-hmm. How about Johnny Ace? No, I don't care about Johnny Ace. Johnny hey. Ace. <laughs> what, a, what the hell? I just, He's more of a seven or an eight than yeah, an ace, yeah. I would say. <laughs> what about um, Bobby Fuller? It definitely helped him, don't you think? Uh, no. How about John that's Lennon? That's just a good song. Well, he just had one song. How about yeah. John but Lennon? But it's a good song. It, it lives song. today. How about yeah. John Lennon? John Lennon. Um, or did he need it? He, did he not didn't need, need it. it. Uh-uh. So, yeah, and he would have continued. Because Double Fantasy was really good. I yeah. mean, that had some really good I know, I agree. Out. No, I like McCartney better than Lennon's. Uh, me too. Um, when they went solo, I like McCartney's sound better. How about Lowell George? Um, no, I don't think it helped. He, did, he wasn't quite to that level of stardom. So who would, you, so. Who would be an example to you of somebody who died who, who benefited from dying? From Mystique? Musically? Or, yeah. Gosh, that's, that's, I, I have Col- never thought about I mean, it. I mean, Cobain, I, from- I think, Kurt did. Cobain is, an, an, because is a he good did example. It, you know, yeah, I okay. mean, he was on the forefront of something. Buddy Holly? But not I was really. just thinking about Buddy Holly, no. Richie no. Valens? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Although he had two really good songs. Yeah, but I don't know that it, he would have continued past, you know, he wouldn't have made it past the British invasion. He would have made it, uh, you know, Tejano. Yeah. I mean, he would have done that, but uh, as far as just mass appeal, American, I don't think he would have made it past the British. Here's one for you, unless you think he had his chance. How about Elvis? I mean, what was Elvis, 42 when he died? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or had he already ran his course, do you think? You know, I think he did, and um, I think he did. Uh, yeah, I do and, too. And, yeah, his death, you know, built up his library and the mystique and... Here's one for you. Someone just uh, Amy Winehouse. I don't what think she, was, last she name, wasn't, wasn't quite big enough. I don't think so. I, so I don't know. I don't think it. Uh, Isn't it ironic her I last name? Might, might have helped her. You think? Uh, her yeah. La- you think her last name's ironic? Winehouse. <laughs> she well, was much last, of a drinker. Her head was no. She rehab. was a huge drinker. That's yeah. what. It was rehab. Well, didn't she die because of alcohol? Yes. I didn't, I didn't think alcohol. I thought it was... No, uh, it was alcohol. It was everything. Drugs. But it was mostly alcohol was her biggest yeah, problem from what I've heard. Yeah, she had problems with... But she really was screwed up. Her blood alcohol content when she died, if I remember reading, was just... Astronomical. Astronomical. Yeah. So I never li- I've never heard her sing. I've been told by people saying... Well, she's she, very good. She's like people either really like her or they're... Yeah, she's a, very, very uh, stylistic, kind of jazzy style. She's very good. Better than Janice? Uh, just different. Yeah. You know, singers are, you know, you either like their style or you, you like don't. Janice? Yes. I did too. Captain? Very yes. much. How about Crybaby? Uh, Tell Mama. Her best, her best to me uh, is Little Girl Blue. That's good. I, I like mean, Tell I, Mama. The, you can tear up listening to I'll that. go uh, Peace of My Heart. That's, That's probably that. And me and Bobby is. McGee are her. Yeah. And I know Captain loves Mercedes-Benz. Me and Bobby Fuller. (laughs) 
You like Mercedes Benz, Captain? No, not like the at way all. she. I like her cackle at the end. It's just her laugh. What a crap that smoker's song. hack. What cough. a crap song. I think that should be the lead-in to some <laughs> show here. <laughs> the crap show. God, I, I I fell asleep on the couch like around eight o'clock, just from food and like four beers. I wake up at like one thirty, two o'clock. You know, I'm like, God, I've already slept six hours. <laughs> And you know what I did? I watched Mannix, Barnaby Jones, and Cannon back to back, and all three of them sucked. I mean, they were just well, yeah, they're really just it was so bad. And they're very formulaic, and yeah, they're not very good. They just were not very good. It just, they don't well, they don't hold up. No, I mean, don't. Cannon's for the camp of it, uh, you know. And, and yeah, the but bad, if he's not the on the beach, if stuff. he's not on the beach with his pants rolled up, flipping people, <laughs> it, you lose me. When he, don't you like how he'd always take his shoes and socks off on the beach and yeah. roll his pants roll up, his and, pants and, up. <laughs> and then he'd flip somebody over? Hawkeyes. Hello. Said something about talking about the Hawkeyes. Yeah, let's get back to the Hawkeyes. Yeah. No, we, I mean, we still got. That was <laughs> a good call. I think that's what he said. Um, I heard Hawkeyes. Yeah. So, yeah, we can get back to today's game, noon, Fox. How's that? We got all the facts down. Yeah. <laughs> noon kickoff. I got Iowa winning 34-17. to 17. That was my pick. I thought about going 34-21. But, like I said, I just, I just, I just don't have any faith I, in I've Nebraska. I've got 31-21, but, you know, I, I don't have it any, could be worse than that. I don't have any faith in Nebraska. They need to show something. No, I don't something. either. And, like, God, if Nebraska, you imagine the narrative if Nebraska comes in here and wins. How quickly the narrative, and, and if Petrus struggles. How quickly the narrative in both uh, teams Oh, yeah, because Nebraska changes. fans, oh, my God, I swear, we, are, we've are, we saw him walking on water, Extension, too. yeah. Yes. But if Iowa loses and Petrus struggles, it's not. It, this is going to be unpleasant around here because he'll take all the blame. And I mean, there's people that want him benched now. And yeah. I just, well, there's nobody to bench him for. No, not right now. And like I've said before, they're like, well, what about Bethard and Stanzi? Bethard was a fourth-year junior when he took over. Stanzi was midway through his third year as a sophomore when he took over. I mean, Deuce Hogan was in high school at this time last year, and Padilla is a redshirt freshman. And so it's, it's just completely different circumstances. They would use somebody if they could use somebody. If somebody they thought was better yeah. when they felt that Bethard was – some will argue, and now hindsight you look back. Maybe they did wait too long with Rudock, but Rudock, when healthy in thirteen, was pretty good. He he was, and he, you know he's had a couple cups of coffee in the pros. And Bethard by the end of and played 16, well for Michigan. And Bethard didn't. I know he was hurt some, but Bethard didn't have a great sixteen season. Would you? No, agree? he didn't know who. I was a Rudock guy. I I liked. Jake. But you have to admit, fifteen that was lightning in a bottle for yes, an entire season. Yeah, and it's absolutely. hard to Kirk looked like a genius then. But some yep. people said, "Well, why'd you wait that long?" Well, my guess is they didn't think CJ was ready at, until. Until a certain point, and I mean, with, with Stanzi, he took over. Remember, Christensen and him rotated the first four right. games in eight. I think Christensen started two, Stanzi started two, and then Stanzi took over that fifth game, and then it was his. Yes. So they'll make a change when they feel it's ready, and they based that on what they're seeing in practice. And I just don't think right now. Plus, they're winning. I mean, they're winning now. But like I said, if they lose today and Peter struggles, that will be the narrative. Yeah, it will. And you, yeah, there's no doubt. And then next thing, you, then you know they're three and three with a loss to Nebraska, and then we're talking about how crappy the season is. It's amazing mm-hmm. what one game could do. Oh, just for sure. So, and you know, Illinois is looking like maybe a tougher out than yes. we thought a couple weeks ago. Well, I think Illinois is a tougher out now than Nebraska. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know there's home field, whatever that doesn't really matter, but it does matter. Getting going to have to play in Champaign is harder than being able to just stay here and play. 
there's you know there's more involved with it now granted illinois doesn't have any fans to begin with anyway the atmosphere there is that's terrible it's probably the one that suffered the least of any team in illinois northwestern maybe northwestern possibly yeah i mean indiana would have had an atmosphere this year with this team they would have their fans would be there for this. this team's fun to watch and Purdue, same way. I think Purdue would have a decent fan. But, no, Illinois is probably the one that is least impacted by having no fans in the stands. So. Well, that Indiana quarterback's pretty exciting. He is. He is. He's better than I thought. He throws, yes, much. He throws a good ball, and you can see why. Of course, Pete, you would think. I mean, we shouldn't be surprised because Peyton Ramsey wouldn't have left and wouldn't have been beaten out well, if this Peyton guy Ra- wasn't real good. Peyton Ramsey also won eight games there with a lot of those players the year before. And I think they'd be good with Peyton Ramsey. Oh, I do too. If I Between the two, I think Phoenix has more upside, more in a – but to win a game just today, I would maybe go with Peyton Ramsey. But, man, Phoenix does throw a nice ball. He sure does. He does. He's got and a, he's I mean, a quick, quick, quick release. Re- quick release, and he's got good receivers. No, Tom Allen's done a hell of a job there. He, no doubt. He has really done a good job in building that football program because that's not an easy build there. I mean, it's a basketball school, even though they haven't been good in basketball for a long time. But it's, a, it's tough to change that. How's that? We made a quick shift back to football. I want someone to call in and say, hey, more Morrison. <laughs> I hate it when you guys talk Hawkeyes. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think if Nebraska, let's say they go, they've already missed one game, so they're going to play seven regular season games, right? Mm-hmm. Let's say they go two and five, one and six. It's going to be ugly. I mean, you, like I said, I even read some columns from people that are usually as loyal as can be that are starting to say, hey, this ain't good. This Illinois, this Illinois performance was not acceptable at this stage. It sure wasn't good. You know, when people say it's unacceptable, well, you gotta what are you going to do? do? Yeah. The only one who cannot accept it is the AD and what have you, the powers that be, and they're not ready to. It's too early. It's only in his third year. I get, I'm not saying he should be fired. I'm just saying they're just not very good right now. No, no. They're just not very physical. And what's weird is they do recruit. They've never really stopped recruiting okay. Even under Mike Riley, they would get decent prospects. They're, um, I mean, they, they still recruit excellent skill players. If for some reason, their lines are never quite. But a lot of those guys, like that Mark Farniok that starts, yeah. Iowa wanted him in the worst place. Absolutely. They've got guys on those lines that Iowa recruited. But it just, it just and doesn't... we wanted that the linebacker, Will Honus, real yep. bad. Players and... just aren't getting better there. That's, just, nope. that's one of the way I, ways I would describe it. There just doesn't seem to be a lot of player development going on there. Do you think uh, we'll see much from Oliver Martin today? You know, God, I hadn't given that much thought. I'm sure he's going to be in there. They don't have oh, any. I think so. I mean, Cade Werner's their best receiver. I wonder if Oliver's growing a mustache. Like, uh, <laughs> Did you read that, that there, a bunch of them are growing mustaches yeah, yes. for their Iowa game? Yeah. What the hell is that about? <laughs> Hello. We made somebody hey, wait. Good morning, guys. Oh, hey, hey, Adam. Wow. Double, double Haluska, back to back. <laughs> what did we do to earn this? How you doing? I'm doing good. Just working on a Friday, right? How was Thanksgiving? It was good. We did uh, pulled pork, so we didn't do the traditional turkey. I did, did pork uh, also. So you did pulled pork like with barbecue sauce or like sandwiches, whatever? Yeah, I smoked a couple of pork butts, and I did that all Wednesday night into Thursday. And so oh. kind of the thought, too, was save a bunch of that in a food saver, and now we'll have some stuff for, Yum. I don't know, this weekend and later on and into the, the next month or so. Okay, I, so. I tried to cook a bunch of it. Did you make enough for all of us? I did. I just so what, not headed that direction. Otherwise, I could have dropped the package off. So what's your choice of barbecue sauce? 
Uh, we like, um, I like all different types. Me too. My wife likes, uh, there's a kind that's made from Algoda. You get it at, uh, oh, what's it called? I can see the bottle. Anyway, it's a sweeter barbecue sauce. Okay. And uh, I know you get it at Fairway for sure. Okay. It's, it's really good. So, yeah, you can do that sweet or I'll go hot or it doesn't really matter to me, but I like all different kinds. I love stubs. Have you ever had stubs? I have. Oh, yeah. That's real good. I love stubs. But another one I've just found out, Adam, is it's something, it's that Ernest Hemingway Havana stuff. Have you seen that? It ain't no, cheap. A small little bottle costs six ninety nine. I mean, it's and it's the bottle is probably four inches high. But my God, there's three different kinds: dark rum, Havana, um, Cuban style, and just a normal one. They're all really good. I just started seeing them at Hy-Vee a couple months ago, and it, it's got the Ernest Heming. It's the Ernest Hemingway barbecue sauce. <laughs> Maybe that's what attracted. Did me. Ernest sign off on it? I, he must have. But it, they are all they are all really good. But wouldn't you say seven bucks for a small barbecue? That's pretty expensive. That's real expensive. You can get a, de- you can get a decent thing at um, craft for like two bucks. So it depends on what yeah, you want to pay. The one that, I've got the one that we uh, that we have a lot at our house. It's called Countryside Barbecue Sauce. Countryside. I've never heard of that. Is that? Yeah, you you got to try it. It's it's sweeter, so it's not a. It, it's really good. So we Fairway has that. All kinds of. Is that Fairway? Fairway's got it. I think High V's got it too. It's okay. Um. So what it is? It's uh. Oh, you'll see it. It's got like a yellow wrapper on it. So okay, I think I know what you're talking about. I do. I mean, there's and so it's got many... like a horse and buggy on it, and it'll say countryside barbecue okay. sauce. There's so many barbecue sauces to pick from. There's I mean, there. we go uh, when we order pops. We get extra barbecue sauce because Jan uses it on meatloaf and yeah, everything. Yeah. Oh, God, it's, oh, yeah, so it's do I, good. Yeah. I like it better than ketchup on meatloaf. Yeah. I really do. Oh, Especially yeah. a sweet bar- sweet barbecue sauce on meatloaf. I like spicy more on chicken. But this Havana stuff, the certain, give it a shot. And, Suter, you should try Stubbs. Sure. It's, Stubbs ain't cheap either. It's like five, six bucks for a average size, but it's really good. And It's out of Texas. It's a, He's got three or four different flavors, so... Right. So, Adam, you get to decide again. You want to talk hoops first or get the, the work out of the way? I'll get the work out of the way. All right. All right. All right. Here is Adam Aleska, Wells Fargo Advisors with the markets. Hey, good morning, everyone. Stocks finished mixed on Wednesday as investors digested a flurry of economic data. Uh, the Dow did decline 173 points to finish up at 29,827. That was a day after uh, closing above the 30,000 mark for the first time. Uh, once again, on Wednesday, the S&P eased from an all-time high. It was down 0.2%. Uh, and the NASDAQ composite did buck the downtrend on Wednesday. They added half a percent overall for that index. Seven of 11 sectors ended in negative territory, uh, with the more cyclical-oriented groups, energy, materials, and industrials all lagging. And corporate news, Slack technology surged 37.6% after the Wall Street Journal reported Salesforce.com was in talks to acquire the company. Uh, Gap was down 20% after disappointing analyst profit projections. And meanwhile, uh, Nordstrom's jumped 11.7% on Wednesday after its quarterly earnings came in well above consensus estimates. Looking at U.S. markets today, they are much higher on a little lighter volume here on Friday, uh, ahead of a shortened uh, post-holiday trading session. Uh, Trading does end at noon today. Uh, The Dow is currently up 52 points. S&P is up 11, and NASDAQ is up uh, 121 points here, once again, in early trading. There are no notable domestic economic releases here on Friday. Uh, this leaves investors looking ahead to next week's all-important first Friday non-farm payroll report from the Department of Labor. 
market participants will also look ahead to holiday shopping data as this year's Black Friday shopping events will mostly shift to online shopping. Treasuries are strengthening this morning with the yield on the benchmark 10-year note falling three basis points. That's at 0.86%. Uh, and commodities crude is sliding just a bit uh, to $45.30 a barrel. And gold is down 1.3% to $17.88 an ounce. Once again, this has been Adam Holuska, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. If you're in the Iowa City Coralville area, we can be reached at 319-338-3799, or you can always come in and see us. Adam Holuska, Corey Urian, Ted Stoley, Scott Higgins, and Karen Jackson at 501 12th Avenue, Suite 201 in Coralville, Iowa. Well, I was busy working on stuff. Wow. Just left Adam hanging. Sorry, Adam. I could have I could have went a little longer, I guess. I should have just started. Stretch it out, Adam. Right. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> you could have just started cussing left and right and just charged these guys a lot of money. That was our bad. I was laying on the couch. And nobody even went to the bathroom, did you? No. No. Usually I, you guys scurry to the bathroom I like got I have some water. I was cleaning out the uh so that you wouldn't I fixed everything. Hey, Adam, did you watch any of the Nevada-Nebraska um, game yesterday? I did not. I heard it was ugly. I didn't, I didn't get to see it. It was, a good, it was not a well-played game, but it was a competitive game. I mean, it was a real – and it was just, I just the dynamic of Hoiberg going against Alford. It was, in, it was interesting. And I'll give all – like I said, Nebraska went on this long run. Got, they were up by like nine, and then Alford called a timeout, and boom, everything shifted. And then Nevada basically – I don't know what he said to the guys – but Nebraska's better. They've, they've added some players. They're better. Yeah. But it was a really good game. And, um, Tom, you said Michigan State. They, they, you saw them play I just saw the first half. Uh, they weren't clicking. If I yeah, had to say, I saw that game too. It was a little, it was a little iffy there. I mean, but there again, first game for a lot right. of those guys, and they uh, struggle early. Rotation. It seems like I wasn't. Yeah. Uh, I didn't. At least what I saw, Joey Hauser did not get off to a great start. And let's take Iowa out of the equation right now. I think Illinois is the best team in the Big Ooh, Ten. Boy, without, they look good. Without yeah. I, what, what do you think, Adam? Who do you think is Iowa's biggest threat if you had to pick one team? I'd say Illinois. I mean, they they just got good size. They're athletic. They can. I mean, they're they're going to be tough this year. And they got a coach. They got a good coach who's fiery in in a lot of ways. Yep. He's kind of like Fran. And didn't they've added a couple? Tom, didn't you say one of their newcomers? I didn't see the yeah, game. Yeah, their freshman in his debut scored I think twenty eight points, and he was lights out. Shooting. Guard forward. What? Guard. Okay, I mean, think about that. And you're adding that to DeSumo, and they've, they've got what the Jeff, the, the Fraser, Clint Fraser still there. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, no, it's going to be. Well, Coke, we saw Coburn. that. We saw that last game between Iowa and Illinois, 78 to 76. That it was, was a, a great, great game. And the member DeSumo came out and said, we don't like them, they don't like us. So, Adam, <laughs> did you have, if you would have picked one team while you were at Iowa that you, when I say dislike, I'm talking about a sports dislike, your biggest rival in the Big Ten, who would it have been? Is there one that stood out for you? Uh, you know, it's hard. We Illinois, for the first couple of years when I came here, they had a real big target on their back, right? The one year they went um, runner-up, they had D. Brown. That's and right. Williams, Darren Williams. Darren Williams. And, I mean, they were they were tough. So I, I would say that was probably our biggest, you know, game that we had circled along with Michigan State. I okay. mean, that was another one that those two teams were always at the top of the conference, and especially just being Illinois. 
that was one we definitely wanted to grab every year. So. What, what about a team, though, that maybe you didn't that, that seemed to get under your skin? Was there one that stood out in that regard, just for your group of players that you guys said, "Man, I don't," you know? Is there one? I hate playing stood, these guys. Yeah, was there one like that? Not really. I mean, we didn't. The one thing I would say, like Wisconsin, was one of those that you know they just it just seemed like uh, you know that style of play, that swing offense that they'd run. I mean, mm-hmm. they just they'd slow it down. They wouldn't make mistakes. You know, it, that, that was a tough place to play up there. And they and, did a lot uh, of grabbing. That's how they defend. They, yeah, I mean, they just, they're always well coached. They didn't make mistakes. And it was always a tough team that just, no matter what, you're in for a battle. You know, yeah. and they, no, they you're were right. never out of a game. You could never put them away. Do, was uh, Dick Bennett still their coach then, or had Bo taken over? Yeah, it, it was Bo. It was Bo. Yeah. yeah. And then now you look at them now with that, what's his name, Matt Davison? Or. The, the the Davison kid, the guard. Oh yeah, the, who's dirty? He's dirty. I mean, how would you, how would how would you have handled being guarded by him? I don't know. You know what? We probably would have did something where we try to run him off a couple screens and somebody just light him up with an illegal screen. That's what I'd tell somebody to do now. You know <laughs> what I mean? Because you've seen Adam. You've seen what he's done on the court. Oh yeah, he's he's awful. Yeah, Especially, was it last year? He did it to um, who did, was it on one of our guys? I thought he did it to Connor. Yeah, you're right. It was. I yeah. wouldn't mess with Connor. I mean, well, this kid's big a, too. He this, got a little a, suspension after that. Was it a game or two? Yeah, he did. He was an all-state quarterback, football player. He's a tough kid. He's just dirty, and he does little cheap things like goes for groins and stuff like that. He does, and he's a flopper. Oh, and he's a big-time flopper. Well, and here's the thing. Now, I, I mean, even back when I played, and he, shoot, go back even further. But there's so many camera views on on yes. these guys anymore. I don't know why you would ever do anything stupid because I mean, somebody's going to break it down, and you're going to see it. Yeah, you can say the same thing about life in general off the court too. I mean, these people that commit crimes, <laughs> True. And, you know, they're practically waving at the cameras. They're, I mean, it doesn't make any sense. But, but yeah, that was. This, I mean, Illinois. Is they? I mean, Brad Underwood's a good coach. I mean, he sure and, is. and it took him maybe a little longer than I thought, but it hasn't taken him that and long. And he's a good recruiter. He's obviously. a good recruiter, and it is Illinois, so that's going to be a fun thing. Now, did you have a chance at him? What do you think? Um, what do you think of the opener? You know, I, I, you could tell uh, North Carolina Central really wanted to slow it down, which doesn't really fit to our, you know, energy and our style. So in the beginning, I'm like, come on, let's just. You could just tell every time we wanted to make a run or do something and even put on a little press. Mm-hmm. It just they were slowing things down. But then once we kind of, especially in the second half, kind of just unleashed it. Yeah. You know, you can just see we we are not going to have a problem scoring. No. Um, I was what I really took away. Obviously, Luca is special, and out of fourteen shots, I mean, he had twenty six points and ten rebounds. Ten rebounds. He, he looked great out there. You know, all I thought everybody looked pretty good. I, I really liked Keegan Murray and mm-hmm. Patrick McCaffrey. Those, mm-hmm. you know, yep. they had a really nice floor game for coming in for their real, really first time. I mean, Patrick hasn't played but a few games here in an Iowa jersey. So, I mean, you can just tell he's a different player than what he was last exactly. year. Yep, and he's such a versatile scorer. Now with Bohannon, I think what you saw is what you're going to see this year, but he's not going to always miss six of eight. Three. He had a lot of wide-open threes. that he did. He sure And I did. think there's going to be games where Jordan takes ten shots and makes four or five threes because he's going to be wide open sometimes because he just missed a lot of – he just missed a lot of open shots. Wouldn't you agree with that, Adam? I mean, that's basically yeah. I mean, they were they were there, yeah. And that's what that's kind of the nice thing right away when you saw that double, and they were coming after Luca. I mean, mm-hmm. he was passing, and that ball was moving and rotating, and um, there was going to be shots to be had for some of those guys. And Weezy had foul difficulties, and he I think frustrated. that kept him from yeah. really doing much. He was he was he was frustrated. I mean, I mean, sometimes that just happens, right, Adam? 
Yeah, he only took four shots, right? I mean, yeah, he never really got in the game. He got to the, yeah, he kind of got to the got to the line, you know, the the rack a little bit. I do think Fran probably wanted to use this game too a little bit to get some of those sure. guys like Patrick and Keegan a little more time. I mean, you could argue he could have kept some of the starters in a little bit more. I mean, they haven't played in a long time, but I do think he's he's probably trying to get some of these other guys up to speed a little bit before we get into the gauntlet of you know tougher games in the preseason and then we start Big Ten here and. Uh, you know, not too distant future. Well, and then of course Patrick played more because and Keegan because Jack Nungy wasn't there. That right. was, a, and we're not sure when Jack's going to come back. So you fit Jack in there, but I'd say I think Patrick and Keegan both showed they're going to play this year. I think I think they're going to earn some minutes. Well, and there again, they talked about Keegan on the rebounding stuff, but I even thought Patrick was jumping around, flying mm-hmm. around after those rebounds. I agree. And we talked about it on uh, on uh, Wednesday. I like maybe throwing Patrick on the front of that press. I mean, just they, that first I pass, yeah. I think when the kid got up there, he skied up there and got that ball in the steal. Now, he didn't finish. He, you know, I think he could have even went a little harder to the hole to you know, make the guy foul him, but he kind of threw that bank shot up there. That kind of length, and he's quick and athletic, that's going to be hard to guard if you can throw him out there on a press and let his length just do work. Remember it's, Ryan Bowen on the press? Ryan Bowen. And exactly. Chris Street. Did you guys think that maybe Patrick reminds you a little bit of Aaron White, or is that just, just I see me? more. I see a little bit more of a – he's really his own player, but I see a little bit of Jared Utah. I see a, I see a little bit of – maybe a little bit of Aaron White, but Patrick's – Unique. I mean, he, he he describes himself as a scorer, and that's what Fran says. He's a scorer. And when you agree, yeah. Adam, that's what he does better than anything. He he can he's, score. And he's got a little more guard skills than I'd say, like Aaron White. Yes. Some of those guys had. I mean, he just – and he's, he's definitely springy. Um, I mean, watch him when he comes in. He brings in high energy right away. Mm-hmm. And he's just uh, – you're right. He's, he's a different player. That's what's nice about him. He doesn't – you know, sound like some of the guards that are – you know, you can interchange him a little bit. He's he's his own player out there. He's going to bring a new element to offense and defense when he's in the game. And I know he brings a lot of strength because I've had people reach out to me and say, you know, he's he's, he's also an inspiration because, I mean, he, mm-hmm. he came from a pretty dark place. He had cancer, yeah. malignant. He lost one of his best friends, um, Flash, Austin Flash Schroeder, to cancer. I mean, he's went through, and I wrote a column about that today. He's been through a lot to get to this point, and, I think that makes you even appreciate even more kind of what he stands for because it's about more than just basketball. Yeah, no, I I agree. And, you know, the announcers talked about that too. And for those that don't know, when they, you know, even in the Big Ten, when you see what he's had to go through, it's really, you know, a testament to him, his family, his friends. Exactly. It's, it's a great story. And he's worked on his body too. I mean, imagine everything he's been dealt with and the thyroid stuff. And I'm sure it's, it's not easy. Um, and you can really tell he's just a different kid out there this year. And mm-hmm. he looks, uh, he looks really good. He does. I'm, I'm happy for him. I am too. It's a great story. I thought, um, uh, Aaron Euless had some good, good minutes as Me well. Too. Yeah. I think uh, he's, uh, he's a, an intriguing prospect. He's got some decent size, but Adam, all right, now I'm going to play devil's advocate. One thing that concerned me, and this team, that team in the first half was pretty good. I mean, like I said, they were leading halfway through the first half. There were times when their two little quick guards had no problem blowing by Iowa's guards and getting to the basket. They looked a lot quicker. My biggest concern with Iowa right now, if I had to nitpick, is be perimeter defensive quickness. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, that's, I think, one of those things, too. You can, you know, depending on how you – want to adjust your lineups there a little bit. I, I think you throw a Tucson out there. Maybe if you get a mm-hmm. guard or two that's burning you on penetration, uh, I think we can definitely substitute in a way to, to avoid that or just lay off a little bit. I mean, there's no reason to get up too tight on those guys. Give them a little bit of space and, 
you know, make them shoot outside shots like that. Mm-hmm. You know, difficult shots from the perimeter. There's there's nothing wrong with that. Because they were quick. They had a couple. Mm-hmm. They had one really good play. That the the shooting guard. He it looked like he could get his shot off whenever he wanted. They were a decent team. You could see in that first half how they did win their conference, and they played really hard. And I think that was good because I think that kind of forced Iowa to play hard. And I mean, yeah. I thought you know, I thought there was a point midway through that first half when Iowa just really picked it up. And like you said. Garza can get twenty six and ten, and it doesn't really look like he's even doing much. Is that I don't not I'm not. Does that <laughs> make sense? Absolutely. I'm not saying I'm not trying to dismiss what he did, but he makes getting twenty six and ten look so easy now. I know it's well, he's just, so efficient, right? He was eleven of fourteen from the field. <laughs> that's that's the thing that I think will help us to make a big run this year. I mean, you've got to have good low post scoring, but a guy that can score at a you know seventy percent of his shots down low that you know. He just he shoots a high percentage down there, and if you can count on that, that's a uh, it's nice to be able to say we can get at least you know eighteen to twenty five points from our big man. Takes a lot of pressure off your perimeter shooting, and I think you are going to see that. And it was amazing though. And I like I said, this team was quick. They worked hard on defense, but still, Frederick or Bohannon was one of them was almost wide open on every possession, just yeah. wide open. If Iowa reversed the ball, and I think you're going to see that a lot. This year, that doesn't mean they're going to make shots, but it's it's going to be hard for even Illinois to limit, to check all of Iowa's shooters. Yeah, even Jack. I mean, once he does come back, we know he can. Uh, he's got a good soft touch and can shoot it. I think some of the high-low stuff were, you know, just a couple times when Patrick, or excuse me, Connor was coming in, flashing that high post, and, you know, they're throwing some defensive looks at us. I That could be an open shot for a guy, too, or even dumb down to Luca from the high post. I just, yeah, I think, like we said earlier, I, there's not many Iowa teams we've had in the past here that has this many good shooters on the team, and that includes a big man. Yeah, no, you're right. I wanted to ask you, there, I mean, prior to, prior to the game, they did a moment of silence for Mark Nungy, which I expected. They also did, all the players and coaches knelt down, and they read over the loudspeaker a statement about fighting for racial equality. And then the players all stood up for the national anthem. But I did get some feedback on Twitter. Some Iowa fans were upset about it. But I, and then they did have equality, love, and peace on their. Right. Uh, and then, then they added equality on their jersey. Were you surprised by that, Adam? Or what was your reaction to that? Uh, I wasn't really surprised. I mean, I think we know. You know, some of these guys have been pretty outspoken, including Fran. And you know, I I think these guys are a pretty tight knit group there, and so. I wasn't all that surprised. Uh, were you? Not, not really. No, well, no. And football made a statement too with helmets and some of that stuff too. So I think, you know, I, I think um, after seeing what football had kind of done, I figured basketball would have something, whether on a jersey or warm up. So I was wondering when they knelt down if they were going to stay down for the anthem, but they didn't. They got, they got. No, I was not surprised. I thought it was fine now, and I wasn't surprised when some people said, "Hey, leave the politics out of it." The, that's out there. There's people ready to pounce on that narrative right away too. They don't want. <laughs> and I just, you know, everyone's got a right to their opinion. But did uh, either of you guys get a chance to? Uh... See Caitlin Clark's debut for the women. I did not. Oh boy, I, I got to see some highlights there. And I saw yes. highlights. Yes, yeah, me too. She's going to be big time. Um, she may be one of the best that's ever walked out of here. I mean, just basketball in general. She's got incredible vision and hands, and she's going to be uh, lights out. Who's going to average more points this year, Caitlin Clark or Luca Garza? I think Luca will, but. I mean, Caitlin's going to – I think she could stuff any category, whether it be assist or, 
you know, rebounds. I think she can play about everywhere. She's beating him right now, twenty-seven to twenty-six. <laughs> that's going to be an interesting. That's, that's a fun. That's uh, going to be an interesting one to watch. A this fun year. contest. I don't think either one's going to average twenty-seven or twenty-six. I think. Mm-mm. I think ideally, Iowa would love Luca to average between twenty and twenty-two. Yeah, and, I thought about twenty-two, twenty-three would be ideal. Because I think you want Wieskamp and Frederick and Bohannon all averaging between ten and sixteen. I think ideally, you'd love to see that. So, man, it's going to be. Well, interesting. hey, put it this way: if he does average twenty-six or twenty-seven, I think that's probably a good thing. I mean, not to. Say hey, we want him, but that means he's just he is just owning that paint because that's where he's going to get a lot of his shots and kind of those putbacks like the other right, the, the other, other night, night yeah. on Wednesday. Most of his shots. So what is it? He's got eleven straight twenty point games. Is that right? Twenty one double doubles. Wow. Jeez. Yeah. So yeah, he is on a roll. I mean, it's just amazing what he has become. So. Well, Tom, anything else? Uh, just uh, one of the other things that was scary about Illinois, they set a team record for three-pointers with 17 of them. Yeah. You know, for a team that's been, you know, playing uh, for 110 years, that's a lot of a lot of shots. Amazing. And Yep, we're going to have some competition in this Big Ten season, and I'm kind of glad it's going to be more of a stuffed season, right, with more games. It's just the quality of each game is going to go up tremendously. So yeah. we're going to have uh, – hopefully a lot of good basketball to watch this year. And, you know, there'll be games where we give some away that we shouldn't, right? It's going to be a long season, but I think uh, these guys are going to continue to mesh well together and some of these different lineups that we can throw out there, we're going to be really difficult to guard. I agree. Mm -hmm. I think that's uh, as much as we looked at these other teams, they're going to be looking right back at us and saying, man, what what are we going to do to, to stop these guys? Yeah, and let's just hope that they get all the games in. And right yep. now, I applaud yep. the University of Iowa. They're, they seem to be they seem to be handling it about as well as you can right now, based on just the numbers and the fact that Iowa's getting ready to play at six football game. Those are all good signs. Hey, I got to say the the way this I was a little shocked on the seating, what that was going to look like uh, for the bench. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that. Yeah, because <laughs> usually, I mean, you see it. You guys are there, and from press row looking down. There's not a lot of room, and they'll squeeze everybody in there yeah. uh, to try, try to get them right there on the floor. But those guys, once you sit down, you had a little break, and some of those guys could sit up a little higher where you could see the game a little different. So, well, I think they're doing it very similar to how the NBA did it. It looks like an NBA setup. But, yeah, yeah. and I, I look down there, and I'm like, 2020, I look out there, and there's Fran wearing a mask and basically wearing sweatpants. <laughs> I liked Fran's yeah. mask. Yeah, and, and, and basically he was the, the George Raveling sweat. I mean, there, I mean, none of the coaches are wearing suits. Well, you know, why? What's the point? Right now, there's no reason mm-hmm. to. I kind of thought that was neat, but that's 2020. So, Well, Adam, as usual, thank you for the insight. We'll do this as much as you can during basketball season because I think we're going to have a lot of fun stuff to talk about this season. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, have a good, safe weekend. And and I assume you're, you're going to have time to watch a football game today? Oh, yeah. we Market's close at noon, so I'll try to <laughs> screw you home. Okay, Adam. All right. TV on. Thanks. Have a good weekend. Thanks, Adam. Take care, guys. We'll yep. see you. All right. Yep. Bye. Market's close at noon. And then tomorrow we have a Saturday where, where there's nothing to do. Well, we'll watch. There's good yeah, football. There's I'm assuming. Football. I mean, watch them all get canceled this afternoon. I, just... I mean, <laughs> well, there's a there's a decent amount of cancellations for this weekend too. Well, yeah, the Min- number's close to 100. It was 81 the last day. Was it Minnesota Wisconsin canceled? Which is unfortunate. Yeah, that was one I was actually kind of looking forward to seeing. Me Hello. Too. Yeah, I actually went to the women's game, and uh, my favorite. Uh, Caitlin moment, <clears throat> she drove the lane, got hammered, down on the floor. We took the ball out. She stepped back from about 25 and just drained a three. And 
you know, I'm way up on top, so I don't know if I just thought I saw this or whatever, but it kind of looked like she motioned over to the you and I bench. I don't know if there was some talking going on or whatever, but, you know, pretty good gamesmanship for her. But, well, I've heard uh, she definitely team, has that. I, I yeah. heard she's got a little flair to her game and is not afraid to talk. I've heard that. And then she can drive. My God, oh, she yeah. couldn't stop her. She's terrific. She's no, playing she... all night. If they're, you know, they're going to probably have to put zone up against Iowa, and that'll be interesting. But like I said, she can shoot from three, and we've got some three-point shooters. Yeah. So. She's got a quick release, too. So I mean, She had one move where she did a, a behind-the-back move, got into the lane, then did a step-back three. That's that just TV. Yeah. awesome. Yeah, no, she's going to Oh, yeah, be... she's got mid-range and, you know, like I said, uh, driving the basket. But uh, <clears throat> one of the more impressive things I have been watching the last two years on Monica uh, is how she can go to her left hand and she's got a nice little soft little, I don't know, jump hook kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But you can't overplay her to her right. And, you know, Lisa said before the, in the media days that her left hand is developed faster than when Megan was playing and Megan was left-handed mm-hmm. and Megan's right hand. So sure. I just think, uh, and then that girl, Sharon Goodman, I think her name is, the yes. backup Yep. Oh my gosh. Lisa raved about her at Media Day. Yeah, and she I mean these freshmen coming in and and the sophomores, uh I was you know, you and I had five four senior starters and a junior and most of the team back from last year that beat us by twenty two, I think. And so uh yeah, it's gonna be interesting. This should be fun to watch. I agree. Uh, mm-hmm. See how it goes. But I agree yeah. with you. All right. Have a good weekend. Thanks. Here's some news. Wisconsin cornerback Rashad Wild Goose, whose name I love, no, you too. opts out of Badgers' final two games to declare for 2021 draft. Wow. That's kind of weird. Really? Yeah. I didn't know he was that highly regarded. I, I mean, didn't, I didn't he either. has a great name, but... I mean, he's a, you know he's been a multi-year starter there, yeah. so maybe he knows something that obviously we don't. But, yeah, I just thought the timing of that's weird, and maybe he's just fed up with the uncertainty of, what, of everything they're dealing with. I saw where Rashad Bateman... Uh, Bailed I think also. what happened with him is he wasn't having the kind of season. I'm just, from a distance, I'm observing it. It wasn't going the way he wanted, and I think he felt that the more he stays on the field, it may hurt his stock. Hello. Yeah. Hi, guys. How you doing? Good. Good. Hey, there's a story I want to tell. I was listening to the post game. <laughs> We've got a we've got a really bad connection. Uh, you could try and call. You back. may want to try again. Yeah, try and call back. You just lost him. Yes, yeah, that's not going to work. Yeah, yeah, that wasn't good. No, we're not going anywhere. So try it again. And well, I'm going somewhere, but these guys will still be here. You guys are here till two, right? Not me. Not me. Oh, you're here till three? No, I I'm, here. I'm here till uh, ten fifteen. What if you guys had to? Do, could you do? How would you guys handle if you had to do live radio till five o'clock? We've today? done it. But how would you handle it today? Suter, how would you be like around 3 I would be watching the game, so I'd go I don't know how I'd it go would back of the transmitter. So there'd hit, be a lot of Inagata La Vida, uh, there'd be um, hit the power switch. There is no Inagata La Vida here. It's not in format. <laughs> but that would give you 17 minutes where you could go captain and be in the bathroom and do your thing. Might as well turn it off with All our right. audience. Hello, you're on the auction. Uh, hello. <laughs> no. No. Let me try somebody else's phone. Hang on. I'll call back. I love his determination. Yes. Imagine being that determined. This must be going to be one hell of a call. Think about being that determined to talk to us. Seriously. Yeah. I think that guy needs to take a long look in the mirror. 
as we do every day. So, but I'm kidding, sir. Call it. What was he? What did he? What was he trying to get ready I to say? No idea. Because he did at least get a couple words out. No idea. Think we're going to have the answer? My guess is no. If it has something to do with what time something starts or if I saw something, I'm going to say, nope, I don't know. I'm going to say I don't have the answer like I always And I, I'm going to be optimistic and say we're going to nail it. All right. We'll, we'll see. If it's a question about White Boy Rick or Bobby Fuller or Johnny Ace, I can get you. But if you want to know something about Wisconsin football or Purdue football, I'm probably going to come up short. So what does that say? I'm our football. I'm our Big Ten Iowa football expert on this radio show. I would say so, without question. What does that say, though, about this radio station? Uh, that we... It's on the air. It's on the air. There you go. So what were we talking about? Somebody asked me what... You know, I don't know how to answer these questions. They go, what do you think your biggest accomplishment is? I said... Staying I've on the kept, air. I've kept it on the air. I mean, well, what the hell? I don't know. All right, this is your last shot, bud. <laughs> Hello. This better work. Try it again. There you yeah. go. All right. You there you go. Anyway, I was listening to the post game show when Fran was talking. Uh huh. And he said after Jack Nunge's dad died, he got a phone call from Jay Wright. And Jay asked him what his phone number was. He wanted to call him and give him his condolences. Oh, that's class nice. act. Yeah. Jay, Jay, Wright, Jay Wright said when he very first started coaching, his very first recruit he ever signed was Jake's dad. And they got struck up a friendship, and he says they've been close friends ever since. Interesting. Oh, wow. Okay. That was really nice of him to call up and do that. No, that is That's neat. Great. That yeah. is neat. I love hearing stories like that. Thank you for sharing that. Oh, so do I. Yeah, I'm a nice guy. Yep. A good coach too, obviously. Oh, hell of a coach. Anyway, that... go Hawks twice, and let's uh, have a good safe weekend. Okay, guys. you too, sir. Thanks. And that was worth. That was worth definitely waiting worth for. And Jay Wright's. You could argue right now Villanova is one, oh, one yeah. of the two or three top programs in the country right now with Duke. and I mean, they're just yep. every year, they're just really good. He's had chances to leave there. But that's a pretty – I mean, have you ever been to – have you seen Villanova's campus? And just, I have not. It's just uh-uh. absolutely gorgeous. And, I mean, Philadelphia is – I've always liked it. My sister lived out there for years. They lived in the suburbs. I, that's a neat area out there. I can see why he stayed at Villanova for a long time. Because well, he's, uh, he's had suitors. He's had suitors. I mean, oh, yeah. you win that much, you've got. He could have probably gone to the NBA. He could have written his check in a lot of places, but he has stayed loyal to Villanova. But no, that's a neat story. I like hearing stuff like well, coaches. Community. I'm sure he was offered UCLA after he's the. He's probably been offered Alford. Texas. I mean, coaching community is a pretty tight knit group. I mean, these coaches. I mean, some don't like each other, but they, you know, they. Have you been surprised that Shaka Smart hasn't really yeah. geared it up at Texas? Yeah, I am a little bit. I thought I that too. he was. I thought he kind of checked all the boxes, and Texas, man, it seems like an easy place to win if you just. You would think, and it just hasn't happened. So yeah, that surprised me. Um, were you surprised that Alford didn't survive at win at UCLA? Um, he did a little bit. He did a little bit, you know. No, because I kind of felt like you know the old Peter principle. He reached his level of incompetence. Yeah, and I just thought it was too big, and I don't think it helped having his son playing. His son was a decent player, but I think that just kind of created an anti-narrative out there and what have you. But yeah, Shaka Smart was a surprise. I'm trying to think of some other ones they that have kind of, hated him though from the start. Yeah, they did. I mean, I mean they, they they just did. Yeah. And then remember when he moved out there, he had that terrible introductory press conference to remember the L.A. Times writer came to Iowa City and <laughs> yeah. spent a week. I mean, so, yeah, there was all that stuff. But I'm trying to think of some other coaches who I thought would be better. 
that just have who were great. Well, and then got the next step up and were unable to. I'm do surprised it. that Scott Frost. Is, I, I thought Scott Frost would do better in year three. I, I kind of did too. I mean, he would be. I'm not ready to say. Well, then Harbaugh and Harbaugh too. Now the difference with Harbaugh, he did win ten games in his, well, but he true. hasn't been able to beat. He hasn't been able to beat Ohio State, but now they're really slipping to a, a state of mediocrity yeah. that's surprising. They just Hello. Don't, don't look good. No. Hello. Hey there. Hey. You guys have probably already heard this story, but that story, that Bill Walton apparently hated uh, Alfred's guts. I've and, heard that. Right, literally so. But apparently, I guess he does the color for the uh, pre-UCLA. And yes. Apparently, Bryce, his son, was a bit of a ball hog. And that's probably understating it a little bit, but... Apparently, Bryce passed the ball off for, and got an assist, and he's been Walton blurts out, stop the presses, Bryce Walton, or Bryce Alford just shared the ball. No, I did hear a couple, I did hear a couple games where Bill Walton made kind of snarky remarks about Bryce Alford's green light and shooting, you know. Uh, he was on KTLA just ripping, ripping the kid. It just wasn't a good fit. Father, yeah. And Alford didn't win enough to offset all that stuff. But, no, you're right, he did. I don't think they got along very well at all. I mean – Alfred probably didn't like being around Bill Walton because Alfred always wants to be the best. And then when Bill Walton, arguably the greatest college player ever, NBA Hall of oh, Famer. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, he could never measure up to Bill Walton, literally or figuratively. Well, he had, I, I, like I said, Alfred had the, you know, the deck stacked against him going out he there did. because he had to, you know, they expected him to you know, be ranked number one right from the get-go. And I just don't think Alfred has it in him to be able to do that. With no, any coach is going to have trouble living up to those expectations. That you sure. I think Alfred's in a perfect situation for him right now. I think he'll be successful at Nevada. Well, he too. probably should have stayed yeah. right at New Mexico. I think he'll do just fine at Nevada. I, I do, too. I really do. All right, boys. All right, yeah, thanks. thanks. Now we're breaking it down. No Johnny Ace. No none of that crap. No Ray Manzarek. Some, no someone George, asked. Someone Johnny asked, Rotten. Someone asked who would uh, uh, fill a gallon uh, uh, jug with urine faster. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, Joe Cocker or or Jim Morris? That's. I mean, who would <laughs> that's you just a good question. <laughs> yeah. Who would you say, so, Captain? Uh, well, I've seen it. Uh, well, so I'd peed say, on you, didn't he? I'd say no. He peed off the stage though at the call. Oh, none of it hit you? No. Oh, I thought I was you were backstage. Under- oh, I thought you were underneath it, like it was a mosh pit. <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did he pee? Because he had to pee. Why? And he was drunk. <laughs> remember, remember Belushi's cocker? Oh. It- we watched uh, a documentary on Belushi the other day. See, I don't have it on. It's on. Oh man, it was really good. But they had uh, they were singing a little help from my friends and and Joe Cocker and Belushi were on stage together. I see. I, and doing you know. I saw it that. was just. I remember watching that hysterical. live. I was like eleven years old, and I. But yeah, that's on Cinemax. Was, I mean, Belushi was just perfect. For me to get those channels, I'd have to pay two eighty one a month. No, it's a free. Uh, it's uh, free this weekend. I'm Cinemax is. Yeah. Well, oh, then I'll be able to watch HBO it. HBO and Cinemax. Okay, I'll be able to watch that. I want to definitely watch yeah, it. Yeah, it's way worth it. The final days were sick, weren't they? Yeah. I mean, just as bad as it could be. And he just did that movie, and he was being praised. What Continental the, Divide? The Continental Divided. And I mean, film critics were just praising him. But didn't he have trouble with some other movie that he was getting ready? Well, to... he they what was it? Called? Was it Neighbors? Well, Neighbors that... came out with that, but there was another one that he was in the process of, and it, he was having trouble getting the skirt. I can't remember the name of it though. But but yeah, Neighbors he came out with Neighbors and Continental Divide were his last two movies, weren't they? 
Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah. But just his life at the end was just a, I mean, he was just a mess. Freak show. He was a freak show. Yeah. I mean, just having that lady shooting him up with speedballs. I mean, we joke about it on here, but it's as pathetic as you can get. Really sad, too, because he had so much to live for. He yeah. was so no, he, funny. He was going to be a... But they thought he was going to be a great dramatic actor. I think he would have been, don't you? Too. Yeah. yeah. But his stuff on... I mean, just Samurai. I mean, <laughs> the guy who wouldn't leave. I still say he's one of the most old, <laughs> underrated characters out there. The guy who wouldn't leave. You know? I mean, <laughs> hey, no, I'm just going to stay here and make long-distance phone calls. Remember when they asked him to go out? And, <laughs> and that was back when long-distance phone calls were... Uh, Expensive. Remember that? Boy, I learned, I learned that the hard way one summer. The summer of 1984, calling a girlfriend. My parents got the phone bill. I heard my mom scream, what the? And it had like $200 worth of long-distance calls. <laughs> Took me like a month to work that off. And did you love those phone cards? When we were on the road, we had to buy those phone I cards. I remember going through that stage. God, they were just horrible. You had to punch in, you know, 15 numbers. And and now, oh, my God. And now you, don't go any, now you don't go anywhere without your cell phone. So. Yeah, and it's... You don't pay any more. So, but, but no, I like, um, like that caller just said, this is a fun day for Hawkeye fans. I mean, to, oh, have, I'm, to have football. I can't wait. So I don't get my nap in. Well, okay. Well, you'll, I'm guessing you'll fall asleep during the football game. I, I hope I can, but I, I don't know. Just the excitement won't let you? I never, I've never. Well, you got uh, an hour between yeah. the football game and the basketball game. <laughs> yeah. You can get a quickie little nap in. I was wondering where you were going with that. Once I'm out, I'm out. I was wondering where you were going with that thing, Tom. Can record the basketball game? No. Get a nappy in after the football game? No. Well, I'm just trying to give you I know, but. Give you some help here. Yeah. Give you some ideas. So you'll just go straight from football. So six out, about six hours of just straight. Yes. Then then you'll eat dinner after the basketball game? It'll be Uh, about six o'clock? Yeah, probably. We generally eat around six Leftovers from yesterday? Probably. I've got a little bit of leftovers, not much. I ate all the green beans. I got a ton of apple pie left. And, man, I ate this big, massive piece of apple pie around 8 o'clock last night, and it just knocked the hell out of me. Next thing I know, I'm on the couch. Just, I mean, it just it, it won. It said enough. We had pumpkin pie for supper. That was it. Just a slice yeah. of pumpkin pie. Yeah. And then, what? oh, you had lunch. You ate all your food for lunch? Yeah. I didn't have any stuffing yesterday. Didn't, we didn't have that much. I, I didn't overeat or anything and a, pl- a plate full of food yeah me too. i had no I stuffing did. that was the weird yeah. thing no family and no well, stuffing. The stuffing was delicious yeah first time in Boy, years you did not you know you didn't go far enough to say how delicious oh it was. no it's it was just, really yeah it's, and, the and i'm gonna po- have some as i watch the game today. and those mashed potatoes were yeah. so good that's the other thing i didn't have that i mean usually mashed potatoes and gravy and stuffing are the two things i don't make on my own so that's what i always look forward to on but I will say the pork loin roast was good. 45 minutes in the oven at 350, it was good. Oh, yeah. It was good, and I still got a little bit of that left. But I'll, they feed us over at Kinnick, and I'll give them credit. They've, they've managed to abide by all the COVID guidelines, and they're still giving us pretty decent food. I think they'll have a turkey sandwich for you today? That wouldn't surprise me. Maybe some stuff. That would be fine. But I, I've given credit. The, the games that they've done so far, I, I always done about as well as you can under some pretty tough circumstances. It really is. It's tough. I mean, it's going to be tough. I mean, this basketball season, it's just, you know, I mean, you got to stay diligent and every day you got to just stay aware and you got to mm-hmm. just make sure you're doing everything because you get one or two players test positive, a great thing could come to an end for a couple of, you know, and you don't want that. No, nope. well, you don't. 
And I've I heard that, you know, the numbers. I mean, don't we have as many people in the hospital now as we did in June or something like that? Uh, or more? Way more. A little more. It's just, it's uh, and we've got more deaths. And what are the hosp- mean, what's it like here in Johnson County hospital situation? They're making additional space. I mean, it's not good. It really isn't good, and it's well, not. Thanksgiving's it's not a fake. It's not no, a hoax. No. It's it's rigged. Yeah. Oh God. Damn. Ninety thousand in U.S. hospitals, seventeenth day in a row for a record. Yes. No, this is not good. Hello. Yeah, I had a question. I don't know if you guys know for sure or not. Has there been? Nine people on the basketball staff that have had COVID and players. Seven is what I heard. Seven is what I heard. But I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Seven is the number I heard. And I know Jordan Bohannon has come out publicly and said he had it really bad. He's the only player. Go ahead. Oh, I don't know about antigens and stuff. But, I mean, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully everybody keeps their, their head in the game that hasn't had it because you know, that would be a pretty disappointing season if, if all of a sudden we have oh without question you, you can't you know can't can't get a team on the court but anyway all right thanks no you're thanks. right i mean that's the constant threat and i like yep. i said i think iowa is every day i think they're doing what they can to stay one step ahead oh so far so good and yeah so far so good i mean literally you don't know until tip off or kickoff who's going to be I available mean, tell today's game we may learn something. you just don't well, know Definitely. What are we? Th- we're right now. We're, we're two hours till tip off, man. Or less than two hours till tip till, till kick off. I should yeah. say six hours till tip off. So um, I'm going to cut out a little early. Have we have we covered everything? I'm trying to think. Um, got the women's game, and still have heard nothing. Still nothing on, on wrestling. No, I have not heard anything on wrestling. And now I'm, I will admit I'm not an authority. There may be some wrestling media people that, but I've not heard anything official. I have not seen anything official. And so in, as far as the, the high schools, the Iowa City high schools are not playing because they're not in-person classes. Yeah, and right? I have a feeling that'll be revisited in December, and I'm hoping by mid-January we will have um, competition. That's just my yeah. hope. I, I think December, and usually December is usually pretty quiet for, I mean, you guys know. we yeah, all, sure. But I have a feeling December is going to be really quiet on all fronts. And high school wise, so we'll see. Just keep our fingers crossed. And the other thing is, we got Iowa early signing day coming up in December, and their class has pretty much been they haven't added anyone for a long time. And the 22 class still only has one player, but most of the Big Ten teams have low numbers. Ohio State's already got like five, five stars or whatever, but but the 20, the 2020, the 21 class is kind of leveled off. They've got 16 in it, I think. Mm-hmm, but it's look good-looking class. Yeah, I think that they want to add some more, but it'll just be interesting to see what happens. So. You know, I think recruiting's changed forever with the transfer portal. And, you know, if you're a little short uh, going into a, a, a season, you know, the transfer portal, there's – you get – like Iowa even got two guys this year, Koi Kronk and uh, – was it Jack Heflin? Were those mm-hmm. the two? Yeah, so it yeah, it has changed everything. I mean, transferring is a way of life now. Yep. I mean it always has been, but now it's just a lot easier to do. So all right, well everybody, um have a well I guess God, we'll be back here tomorrow morning. The show just never ends. <laughs> Jesus. Well, yeah. Lord knows, hopefully we have two big wins to talk about tomorrow. Okay, yeah, I think we will, too. All right, everybody have a good, safe Friday. All right, hawkfanatic.com. Check it out. It be free.